days ago, we gave the first injection to a normal volunteer for a phase one trial to see if it's safe. It's going to take a few months to show that the initial safety is okay. Then you go into a phase two trial. That will take another six to eight months to even know if it works. So at the fastest we can go, it's going to take a year to a year and a half to know if we have a vaccine that we can use. At the fastest we can go, a year to a year and a half. Now, that is a vaccine. On the other hand, as anybody who's gotten gonorrhea, for instance, could tell you. Tell us, Joe. (laughs) Good one, Jack. Uh, There are vaccines and there are... I'll just wait. Wait till your children are done. (laughs) As anybody who blah, 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 the stuff I said can tell you, there are vaccines, then there are treatments. And one thing many, many Americans are wondering is what sort of treatments might be out there? And you've heard various uh, th- stories about uh, a malaria drug or a, there's a different antiviral that might work. We have a couple of uh, uh, recordings, tapes of some experts talking about that sort of thing. Positive, Sean, let's dig into our vault of drug-related tapes Let's start with uh, number 27, please. Hydroxychloroquine has been on the market for over 50 years with a quality safety profile. And I'm here to report that as of this morning, about five o'clock this morning, a well-controlled peer-reviewed study carried out by the most eminent infectious disease specialist in the world, Didier Raoult, MD, PhD, out of the south of France, in which he enrolled 40 patients, again, a well-controlled peer-reviewed study that showed a 100% cure rate rate against coronavirus. 100%. That sounds good. Yeah, that's a good number. And then uh, roll 28 for us. So chloroquine or hydroxychloroquine. Now, this is a common malaria drug, and it's been around for a long time, and it's very powerful, and it's shown very encouraging... Very, very encouraging early results. We're going to be able to make that drug available almost immediately. So he's talking about changing the FDA approval procedures so they don't take forever to uh, license it for use on coronavirus instead of just malaria. CNN, which is just it is it's a blot on society. It's a sore uh, on the the hide of society. Stay six feet away from CNN. At least. (laughs) Was was hammering. The president said this is available. It's not available for coronavirus. Fact check. Fact check. Oh my God, they are insufferable. When Americans are just wanting to stay healthy and make sure Grandma doesn't die, they're obsessing over that. The FDA, the FDA does need to approve it for use on coronavirus, but they are going to knock down all the walls that normally stand in the way. As it read this Can article, we keep those walls down. Yeah, no kidding. Take a kayak into those walls. Um, search for a vaccine becomes a global competition. An article I read in the New York Times. This is turning into a, like a a race to be the first to you know land on the moon or man flight or a lot of other things for reasons of patriotism to save human beings of money of all kinds of things. But right or like the well the race to uh, get the uh, the um, uh, not smallpox uh, polio vaccine. Which consumed the world. Yeah, Thank right. God. Yeah, whether you're you're trying to do it for money or humanity or a Nobel Prize, they're the, all the smartest people in the world that know about this sort of stuff are working on it right now. So you got to believe something will come around. 
Yeah, yeah, indeed. So uh, they're experimenting as well as they can, and to the gratification of a lot of us, a lot of the unnecessarily slow-moving, bureaucratic, paper-pushers-running-the-world reasons, a lot of those regulations are being thrown aside now, and they're preserving the critical ones. Let's make sure this isn't going to hurt anybody. So here's uh, here's something you may or may not will be willing to speculate on. So I got in a conversation with a smart, reasonable person yesterday about how many people are going to die from this. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't remember how we got on this tangent, but I just kind of threw out, you know, it's not like 70,000 people are going to die from this this year, I don't think. And he said, oh, you don't think so? I said, no, I don't think it'll be 70,000. I think it's going to be way more than that. What do you think? I World, think worldwide? He, he, no, in the United States. United States. I, I think we're and, and again, about he's to a, find out in the next two weeks. And he, like I said, he's a smart, reasonable person. But um, and I thought, geez, I hope you're wrong. But uh, well, you're way better at math than I am. Uh, but when you're dealing with exponential growth or something that doubles every day, for instance, which is the nature of the coronavirus, and you don't know whether you caught it on day three or day eleven, um, and we don't. We we think we kind of do based on what happened in Italy, especially. But it might be day three, it certainly might be day eight, and it's conceivable it's as late as day 11, because we haven't been testing. If you don't know that, then, then yeah, the number could be horrific. But we'll find out in the next, you know, probably 10 days, two weeks, because yeah. we'll see the curve, the vaunted curve, which we're all trying to flatten. Have you heard the lily pads on a pond thing? I don't think I have. Maybe I should dig that up, because it's pretty... I like a good it's, metaphor. It's a pretty good graphic description of things doubling, um... Uh, yeah, I'll dig that up for the next segment. Cause, but that, you ever that, actually seen a frog sitting on a lily pad? I don't think I have. I have. It's charming. Really? It's absolutely charming. I'll bet it is. But you don't want too many lily pads, or you got to have enough. I'm not sure what the metaphor is. I guess I'll stay tuned. <laughs> Does the lily pad have to float close enough to the side that he hops on, or are they able to kind of like lift themselves up on it like they're getting out of a pool? I, you know, my amphibian... Because that gets to the whether or not Jack could have gotten on the board and saved himself. Because right. the claim is he couldn't climb up there. Are we back to Titanic? So It always <laughs> comes back that way with Jack. <laughs> could, could the frog climb up on the lily pad? Why... <laughs> Amphibian physiology is a passion of mine. Of course, Leonardo, I don't actually know the answer to that Leonardo question. DiCaprio can't hop, as far no, as I know. He is not an amphibian. <laughs> there are days he seems a little like a weasel, but that's probably just bad PR. You um, okay? So the uh, the lily pad analogy you're going to come up with? Yeah, it's fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we still haven't done clips of the week, so obviously we have to get to that. Oh sure, yeah. We, we might as well do it now. You think? Uh, who not cares? when we come back. It's such a good tease. I mean, I just I think people will be. Bated breath. They got nothing. You know why people will still be here when they come back? They got nothing else to do. Oh, boy. Is that our standard? <laughs> yeah, you know why you're going to wait for Clips of the Week? Because you got nothing else to do. Well, and it's because it's really good. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The lily pad riddle. Perhaps you've heard it, but it's a good explanation for why we're sheltering in place. The coronavirus thing and everything like that. I'll do that in a second. Yeah, scanning emails. Uh, Rob says, I just got new tires for my car. Thanks for the update, Rob. <laughs> Let's see. No, I think David. he's saying the, it was open. Is that what yeah. he's meaning? Yeah, okay. I think so. If anybody is still out there, we're alive but struggling. Uh, somebody writing about toilet paper. 
Mike informs us he had no digital rectal exam during his physical last Wednesday. Thanks for that update, Mike. Super. Come over to my place. I'll take care of you. All right. But right now, before we forge ahead, we need to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. No more rest amounts, okay? No more rest amounts. Forget all that. Public gatherings, restaurants, no Restaurant. Social distancing, yes, I'm all for that. Go home. Stop killing old people, please. It's funny how Big Farm is so evil till now. Uh, this isn't like 9-11. This is like World War II. If we overreact, we're going to waste some money. If we underreact, we're going to count our losses in lives and money. We can either have a national quarantine now, two weeks, or we can not wait another week and when things look really terrible, be forced into it. Mm. And that's going to last much longer. Don't think about changing a behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing a behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. Avoid gathering in groups of more than 10 people. My kids have already learned a valuable lesson. Their dad is an idiot. You just touched your face. I scratched my freaking head. Which is what? My head is my head. My face is my face. Would you take this or Godzilla stomping through the country? That's a good question because right off the bat, I would say Godzilla. All hotels and casinos in Vegas and other gaming cities in the state to close down for a month. So if you feel the need to gamble on something, lick a doorknob. The president uh, mentioned that there is a vaccine trial um, currently being performed. It's a phase one trial, so it's the earliest study. Trying to get drunk before everything closes. Coronavirus is the Harvey Weinstein of diseases. It does not ask for consent, my friend. I hope that come like a week and a half from now, the idea of making a joke about this would just seem so out of bounds. I doubt there are a whole bunch of jokes being made about coronavirus in Italy. Mm. You know, Mm. it can cross a line to where they're just, you know. Your late-night comics are not making jokes about staying at home and all that sort of stuff. Right. Getting to the point of the uh, the shelter-in-place order in California, which seemed unimaginable to me a month ago, that that could ever even happen in the United States of America. We'd, you ever, we'd ever need a situation where to ask it. And so I was having a conversation with a reasonable, smart friend. And uh, I'd throw out the number. I, I don't even remember the conversation ago. I said, well, like, if 70,000 people this year die from corona, and then I said... Well, that's probably an exaggeration. It's never going to be that much. And he said, you don't think it's going to be that much? I said, you think it is? He said, I think it's going to be way multiples of that. Hmm. Um, And I thought, geez, I I hope you're wrong, but I don't know. Um, But the reason we're sheltering in place gets to, and some people are describing it with the old uh, lily pad riddle. And even though it's obvious when you think about it, it, it's a pretty good explanation. So if you have a lily pad, uh, one lily pad on a pond, a big pond, and the lily pads, the number of lily pads double every day, mm-hmm. how long does it take to cover the pond? Well, it doesn't matter. Pick a number. The random number is the point. So 30 days. So it takes 30 days to cover the pond. At what point would the pond be half covered? Well, at 29 days. The day before, it's half covered. Mm. At day like... 22, you would hardly even know there were any lily pads on the pond. Ah. That's how doubling works. Right. And 
you know, if you when you think about it that way, it, you, you can understand why you, you catch it really early. But if you don't, I mean, the, the, the doubling from 29, day 29 to 30 on number of cases is just, you know, mind-blowing. Right. I remember there was an old shampoo commercial that really struck me as a kid. Can't remember. It might have been some Clairol product, but um, I'm using a lot of soap. It was actually a shampoo, <laughs> Bernie, but uh, you wouldn't know about shampoo. Uh, but the point was, uh, Jenny used new Clairol, whatever, and she told two friends, and they told two friends, and they told two friends, and they told two friends, and then the screen was full of tiny little boxes full of people. It was the same idea. So, yeah, we don't know where we are in that uh, lily pad uh, riddle point. Are we day four or day eight or whatever? So. Uh, you know, most people I've talked to, I, I've run into very few people who at this point are rejecting the idea. There's still a bit of cynicism, and this is dumb, from the most hardy and self-reliant manly men I know. Well, that's fine. Mm, you know, it's all right. Um, I wish I could see the future in a week and a half if we're all saying, we went way overboard. That's mean, that means it's, it worked. Which is an odd position to be in, but, you know, it is what it is. You can't do this for every SARS or monkey pox or bird flu that comes down mm-hmm. the pike. Oh, which reminds me, uh, West Nile virus, named after where it started. MERS, remember MERS, horrifically deadly. Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. Middle Eastern Respiratory uh, Syndrome. We, we name Racist. terrible d- diseases from where the, the origin all the time. The Spanish flu of 1918. Zika. Didn't that you know, start in Kansas, though? Yeah. But it took off in Spain. Yeah, but the guy was speaking Spanish who started it. <laughs> yeah, it actually, that was it hit Spain the worst, um, apparently. That was the reason for that, or so I'm told. I, somebody said it was from burning cow dung in Kansas. We do that. <laughs> dung burner. Oh, speaking of animals. So Judy just sent me this funny video. It's Baxter at the front door of our house, which is glass, um, so you can see through it. Right across the street in kind of one of the greenway areas, wild areas, there's a herd of sheep and goats that are eating down the grass because it's getting pretty high by this time of year. That's really popular in my part of the world because it's fast, it's cheap, and there's almost no fire risk. You send a mower into there, hitting rocks and sparks and the rest of it, and fire risk is pretty serious. Um, Sheep almost never catch on fire. Only the ones that smoke cigarettes. (laughs) Sheep bursts into flames, that makes the paper. The sheep are across the street. And so Baxter is sitting there at the, the glass door going, Why, I ought to, I'd come across that street and kick your ass if I could. Which is hilarious. But last night, I take him out for his final pit stop of the night. And I walk out uh, into our backyard, and it sounded like the soundtrack from a Hieronymus Bosch painting. You remember those paintings where the devil's like pulling people's guts out? And oh, geez. demons are chewing on people's eyes and sawing off their limbs. It's those barbaric, horrific, uh, like Middle Ages, scare you into going to church paintings with all sorts of torture. But sheep, if you never heard a herd of sheep, especially at night, it's horrific because all you hear is ah. Oh, (laughs) sounds like unspeakable horrors are taking place right across the street, and they sound like people. I ought to get tape of it. Maybe I'll go across and get some tape today if they're still there. Sheep sound exactly like people doing a bad sheep impression. That's what it sounds like out at our barn every day. 
Oh, yeah, you would and know. it's far enough from our house that I can't hear it. But if you so walk out there. So goats are similar, huh? Yeah, it sounds exactly like people scrying. In fact, ah! in fact regularly. Ah! Many times we think, like, if the kids are playing outside, we'll hear something like that. Oh, my God, what happened? Sam must have wrecked his bike. No, right. it's a goat going. Ah! <laughs> hey, shut up, you goat. <laughs> Well, that's what bachelors tell them. Oh, yeah, or we've honor. actually done the the opposite, where you hear goats doing that sort of thing, and then the kids will say, didn't you hear me? I was out there. They come limping in. They've been for 10 minutes out here. <laughs> Bad parenting. Oh, we, I thought we, you were a goat. We thought you were a goat. <laughs> so, we got, we get a little stay-at-home entertainment at the Getty Complex. We got this text. My boss says we're essential. I think she's irresponsible, so I guess I have to go in because that's how I get paid. I know a number of people like that who are... I don't know if freaked out's the right word or being responsible, but they think it's really uncool that their their workplace is making them come in. Yeah. Yep. Oh, we got this note from Lynn, and this absolutely echoes my experience in the last 24 hours. She says, I'm still seeing posts Trump fired and dissolved the pandemic team at CDC in 2018. Bullshit. Uh, yes, Mr. President. Uh, the National Security Council size, the staff size, doubled under Obama. When Trump and Bolton in particular came in, they said, this is bloated. It's gotten so big, it's not functioning anymore. It's its own bureaucracy. We need to return this to this department. That's got to go to that department. That shouldn't be under the NSC at all. And they restructured. But that's politics for you. Yeah, none of this matters. The truth does not matter. It matters to me. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I saw that there is now a way people can virtually watch Netflix with their friends. So if you couldn't decide what show to watch, maybe adding four other people will help. There you go. Uh, The president just said not considering currently a national lockdown. He was asked that question a couple of days ago, and I thought, of course, we're not going to do that. Now, I think we're absolutely going to do that. Matter of time. Within 48 hours, probably. Certainly large regional lockdowns once we have some good testing data. Figure out where's a hot spot, where's not. Uh, I like this. I don't know who this person is, some woman in the New York Times with a column. I refuse to run a coronavirus homeschool. My kids are watching TV, playing video games, and eating cookies. It's fine. <laughs> I sent that to my wife, and uh makes me feel more relaxed for the day. There is some pressure when you're bouncing around online to think, oh, geez, because you see some people, and it looks like they're running like a freaking regular school. Right, right, with the craft projects fact, and I organized of, games. I heard of a coworker here that one worker was going to help out with something because her kids are grown because she's uh, you know she's trying to do math and science and then and after that I thought we're not doing that mm. I'm, I'm having my son do math every <laughs> day to try kids to, are going to be left behind I'm trying to get caught up on math but that's about it I too show up to the gym two days after my I sign up for it but <laughs> month where, two yeah, let's see yeah. what we're doing see where we are in a week <laughs> no kidding uh, one other thing before we get to the fabulous Ian Bremmer. Uh, some of the decisions that are being made. For instance, apparently we make a lot of the hand sanitizer. Uh, America does? America does. America! But the pump things, the things that pump up and down and make it squirt out, that's all made in China. What? So now we're just making flip caps and producing those in America because we do those making those oh, in America okay. and putting them on the bottles and getting the hand sanitizer out. Yeah, flip caps fine. So screw you, China, and your pump things. Unless you're thumbless. It comes you can, from China. You can, fl- China. you can flip that thing open. That's fine. I am thumbless ever since that railroad accident. 
Well, I um, just shouldn't have brought that up. I'm that kinda, was insensitive. I'm kind of liking the hashtag trust the supply chain that's got on. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, people were getting a kick out of look at how empty my Costco is. Look at how the shelves here in the store are empty. Now people are tweeting out, look how they're full again. Trust the supply chain. I like it. It's sort of a resilience thing that's going on. I like that. I love that about Americans. It's something that has been clearly existing for a majority, if not all of my life, and I never really appreciated it until now, about how smoothly and amazing... It's magical. It it really is. And I know we want to get to Ian Bremmer, but just very briefly, I can't remember who it was that said it, and it doesn't really matter. Everybody ought to be saying it. One of the great failings of the free market is that it's this incredible, miraculous mechanism for bringing all sorts of diverse people together to interact peacefully and elevate the standard of living and cure disease and a thousand other things. It just works so well, nobody notices it's working. And all motivated by profit, despite what a socialist would tell you. And hooray for it. The, it's lifted billions out of abject poverty. The idea that we'll make more money if we get fresh bread there on time... Um, is what makes it happen. That's that's well said, as opposed to some government bureaucrat who needs only to please the bureaucrat above him in terms of checking his boxes on the bread delivery protocol sheet. Who is Ian Bremmer, Joe? He is the president and founder of Eurasia Group, a global risk assessment outfit that advises corporate clients around the world about what's happening and what they should worry about. We specifically talked with him about China today. point that you made before we talked about socks, which <laughs> is that the most, important, the most important thing coming out of this crisis that we're going to have a very different relationship with China, I think is absolutely the case. The question is, do we go so far that it becomes a Cold War? Um, and I think it's plausible. Thinks it's plausible that we're going to, toward a Cold War. I think it's... Maybe Cold War light, but it's going to be in that vicinity. I think yeah. without a doubt. I think it could be bad boyfriend territory where you say, look, things have got to change around here or you got to go. Which could be Cold War light-ish, but it'll certainly be tense. As someone who didn't live through a Cold War, is that... But has been a bad boyfriend. Yes. Uh, is, is that just... <laughs> You've been a bad tipper. <laughs> You've right. been a bad driver. Is that essentially just propaganda bombs being lobbed back and forth? Is it much more about oh, commerce no. or what? what is... It's attacking each other in every way you can except with guns. Okay. Including um, guys you hire attacking their guys with guns. With it's always, everything short of open warfare. With always in the background the idea that it could escalate at any moment until you are shooting each other with guns. Yeah, it's and Cold War sounds, it's not cold at all. It's hot in every way, but open exchange of ordinance. Okay. And you're fighting he- each other economically. You're fighting each other in trade, uh, assassinations, you know, your intelligence services, trying to win over governments, overthrowing governments if they look like they're going with the other guys. And the reason we don't want another one is the fact that the last one ended without anybody firing any nuclear missiles. Anybody is is you do it a million times, it happens the way it happened once. I think <laughs> could be. I mean, it's just extraordinary that it ended that way. Yeah. Anyway, more from Ian Bremmer. There are a lot of countries around the world right now that see the way the Chinese have responded to this coronavirus crisis or the China virus, as Trump is saying, and how they're willing to provide a lot of humanitarian aid to the Europeans and the Middle Easterners and others. There's going to be a lot more hedging of American allies towards Beijing and away from Washington, and that matters, too. Wow. Yeah, I wish we could have gone into a little more depth with him on that one, because that one bothered me, honestly, that answer. 
I thought the Euros are going to hedge toward China after this. Well, Great Britain's going with them for their uh, 5G stuff. 5G well, stuff, they yeah. were. Let's see if they continue to. And Germany is going to. Germany. What have they ever done? Because they're going to do whatever's cheaper. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hmm. So I find we got that incredibly troubling. China has absolutely been exposed as the humanitarian nightmare that it is, and people are going to hedge toward them because they send some doctors to Italy? Come on. How mad are the Chinese citizens is something I would like to know. There are some indications that they're pretty upset that this really exposed the Communist Party for being even more unfeeling than they already thought they were. I'm sure that's true. And then picture the town you live and the five angriest people, the five people who are starting to lead rallies and send out Facebook messages. and the rest, All five of them disappear all of a sudden. Right. And that's how it ends. Mentioned this earlier. Amazon closed one warehouse because a worker tested positive for coronavirus. If this really explodes across the country, I don't think that's doable. And and continue to operate. We need a star chamber of reasonable people to say, all right, that's a sensible precaution. That's ridiculous. Like in the world of golf, I mentioned this earlier, they're removing the rakes from sand traps. So, you know, three people don't touch them in a day. I don't think that's really, I mean, given, you know, all the handles we all touch every day and just everything, just seems like they've overturned the cup so that now it's more like a thing that projects up an inch out of the turf. You hit it with the ball as it rolls up to it. So nobody has to accidentally sort of kind of touch the cup when they take their ball out. That's just laughable. That's just silly. With their maybe gloved hand. Well, yeah, or you could use your club or whatever. And even nobody's leaving like lashings of coronavirus on the edge of the cup. It's just it's not the way it works. But again, it, part of it is the golf industry would say, "Joe, we don't want them to shut us down." All right, we're going we're going to hilarious lengths to prove that we're not going to kill people. Shut up, and I get it. It's so you can tell your wife. In in a lot of cases, it's perfectly safe. Well, it is. But now it's extra. You got the reasoning. Yeah. They turned yeah. the cups upside down. Well, I think it's, it's more about telling the health department and the governor that it's perfectly oh. safe so they don't shut down your industry. Gotcha. Somebody mentioned essential, non-essential. Cell phone stores are closed, so don't lose or break your cell phone because Uh-oh. you can't go buy one. Hmm. Didn't know that. Like, Home Depot's open, but is Best Buy open? I don't think so. Or are they? You could go to San Francisco and just loot a store because that's legal now. Is Best Buy essential? I think maybe electronic store. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to look at the huge. What if I list. need an extra big TV to watch the coronavirus unfold? I know right. GameStop sent out a, a mass memo to their employees telling them to show up to work because they are essential retail. But I don't GameStop know. GameStop is. Yeah, yeah. Why are they essential? They I have don't think camera, they are. They have oh. camera systems. Oh. That their argument is oh. we have camera systems. So everybody's coming up with some yeah. way we're essential. Right. Gotcha. Right. Huh. Let's see. What did you say? Best Buy, like an electronics store? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, hardware s- and building supply stores. They sell refrigerators. Nurseries. Maybe they sell enough stoves and refrigerators they can justify being open on. Internet routers could be a thing that necessitates them to stay open, oh, I guess. Good call, Positive Sean. Yeah, it's uh, if businesses that supply products needed for people to work from home. Yeah, there you go. Yep, that's settled. Yeah, the, yeah, see, that's one of, that, one of the problems with this whole... Keeping his home thing, the exceptions list is really, really long. Well, if you're keeping your dry cleaners open because they're essential, that's uh, that's a fairly liberal policy. How about the nursery where you can go buy baby plants? Do I need to do that over the next two baby weeks? Baby plant, do, 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 do. 
Um, maybe that's what Judy and I'll do this weekend, do a little planting, a little green summary. And finally, this is an important headline to mention, uh, Mnuchin. He's an interesting-looking bloke, but uh, I don't, I'm not like the president. I don't uh, traffic in... You just did. Uh, he's, he's got a crazy hot wife. Oh, that's right. Because he's richer than Croesus of old. That's right. Yeah. Um, and didn't he and his wife, like, write off their honeymoon as an expense? Or, there was some scandal with that early on. I don't remember And that. I don't know if they actually did or not, but I remember those. And that's when everybody... He might have done that just to have a scandal so everybody would see a picture of his wife. That could have been <laughs> the entire thing. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Come on. It's like the old I'm telling everybody joke. I mean, I think that's what he was doing. <laughs> Why are you telling me? Because his wife is like a taller than him, blonde model looking woman. Right. And he's a, a numbers geek who got richer than Gad. But uh, he, the Treasury Department announced they're moving the tax filing deadline. Because yesterday it was, you got to pay your taxes if you owe by April 15th and file. Mm-hmm. But something else was delayed or you have to file but you didn't have to pay maybe that was it yeah that but anyway was it. the filing deadline the whole thing has been moved to july 15th Woo-hoo! 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 yes i'm like my kids when they found out school was like yeah <laughs> take that you bastards take that yeah i can put it off a couple more months and sweat it out on july 14th when you'll be sweating anyway exactly Armstrong and Getty Show. Provocative, political, and entertaining. The government declares essential. A must-listen-to show. Raves ANG's all-powerful manager. Who may or may not have a vested financial interest. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm wearing my badge that says critical operations employee that I'm actually supposed to show to the police if I get pulled over, which is pretty laughable now that we've gone through the list of everything that's considered essential from... Places that sell video games to places, dry cleaners. Places that, that sell tiny plants to dry cleaners. Yeah, I'm going to the dry cleaner. Okay, as you are. I actually did feel... On your way, citizen. I actually did feel like our role in society... Well, I'm in the media, and that's important because of information. No, yes. no. We're also allowing dry cleaners to go to work. So, you know, calm down there, radio boy. I had a little <laughs> self-regard for about a day. <laughs> now you've crushed it. Jack, the answer is yes. Yes, businesses can throw you out for coughing. Yeah, we saw that uh, a lot of the phone calls to 911 in California since the lockdown order have been, my neighbor is coughing. So what, do you want the police to come arrest them because they might have it? Absolutely. But you call your neighbor and say, hey, I heard you coughing there. If you need any supplies, let me know. And then while they're on the phone, shoot them. (laughs) Right. I see you in the window. (laughs) So here's a good news, bad news thing about the... My uh, neighbor is coughing? Really? Yeah. God, people are dumb. People are dumb. <laughs> people are dumb. <clears throat> That's another thing we're learning through all this. I already knew it, but it's being driven home. Oh, yeah. Um. Uh, the, good news, bad news. So uh, bad news to find out that uh, more young people are getting it than, than, than previously was expected. Some of that bogus crap came out of China, by the way. They were spinning this from the very beginning. It comes from China. And in a lot of ways. Um, but there are more younger people getting it than there was thought the number of people in the United States that have ended up in the hospital or in, in critical, um, what are they called, intensive care. Half mm-hmm. the people in intensive care in the United States have been under 65. 
you know, I had in my mind that, no, 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 that's definitely the older, older people. Um, anyway, this is good news, though, if you're healthy. 99% of those who have died in Italy had another illness. And half of those had three or more illnesses. Okay. So if you're, if you're healthy, you're in a lot better shape. What illnesses are we talking about? 75% of the people who died in Italy had high blood pressure. 35% had diabetes. About a third suffered from heart disease, for instance. Mm. Well, there are scores of otherwise healthy Americans who have high blood pressure, for instance. Yeah. I mean, this is, yeah, that's kind of comforting, I guess. But we'll see. The the outlier reports are going to get a lot of attention, but I've read a couple of accounts from people that were in the bloom of life, you know, 30s and 40s who've gotten this. They were otherwise healthy and just was were devastated by it. I mean, it was like really painful and really unenjoyable. Yeah. I do not want to get this. No, indeed. No, you don't. And you don't want to give it to anybody either, which is a point to, that the government is trying to make. Even if you're young and healthy and have very little to fear from it, you don't want to kill all your grandparents. Do you? I live uh, 1,500 miles away from uh, my parents, so it's unlikely I'm going to give it to them. Well, you don't want to kill my parents. Okay. Or my grandparents. Well, God rest their souls. They're long gone. So places that are remaining open do have the right to refuse service for reasons that a few weeks ago would have seemed unreasonable. Your scrubs. You talked about a recent travel abroad. You're having a coughing fit. Uh, the short answer to the question of whether it's legal to boot you for that sort of thing, for coughing, for instance, is yes. Do you, does a consumer have a right to a cup of coffee? The answer is no. Think no shirt, no shoes, no service. No dice. Exactly. <laughs> um, there are exceptions. You can't deny it based on race, color, religion, or national origin, et cetera, et cetera. But hacking up phlegm? <laughs> yes, you can. You can boot them right out. I got a good final thought, so we should get to it. Hey, kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Hope you're homeschooling those little kids right there. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. It's uh, Michelangelo pressing the buttons, keeping us on the air, Michael. Yeah, found out that Purell is a hand sanitizer, not an aftershave. Oh, well, my cheeks smell good. My coworker got a laugh. <laughs> Beautiful. Positive, Sean. Final thought? Life comes at you pretty fast. Sean Spicer, remember him? His new employer is Newsmax. He was in the reporter pool for Trump's press conference today, and I believe he asked a question. I was unable to track down the tape <laughs> wow. of this, but I'm going to try to get it for Monday. I, I, That's good. I hope Trump called on him. Back in the white, is he? Huh. How about that? Jack, a final thought? We've been trying to say nonpartisan mostly just because that seems tired and weird right now, but... Uh, A friend who's watching the Trump press conference right now texted this. The reporters attacking Trump and these pressers make me blanking sick. Blanking mother blanking monstrous pieces of blank who want nothing more than to fan the flames of hate and division. Our political divide has crossed a line for a significant minority of people. Repulsive. Yeah, I've seen a couple of the questions clearly just trying to make a political point as opposed to get information that's going to help the country. Right. That is just disgusting. Desperate for clicks. Save that for better times, all right? Well, Jack, I bring people together, and my message is from California's wine industry that wants you to know this is devastating them because they've closed their tasting rooms. People can't come by and get wine. Uh, Support your local winery, or a lot of them are offering free or $1 shipping or that sort of thing. Uh, So buy lots of wine and drink it down. Plus, you'll forget your problems. 
Do you still feel like you're drinking earlier or more because of the lockdown? Mm, maybe and, a little earlier. Do you have a sense that others are also? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> How it do you just think it seems like the right thing to do. How do you expect it to unfold on a Friday? It's 3 o'clock somewhere. It's going to unfold drunkenly. That's how it's going to unfold. <laughs> oh, my God. I, Friday is usually my fun day. Uh-huh. Uh, my my cut-loose day. We'll have to see. Well, I guarantee you I have nothing fun planned for today. I will be operating no power tools after 3 p.m. I promise you that. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour work. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have a lot of great clicks for you there. The videos, the, the links we talked about. You can get Armstrong and Getty swag. Email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty. Or listen to the podcasts. They're all there to download. Next week's going to be a crucial news week. I hope you can join us. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.